0: This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomena. It's Friday, June 24th, and let's talk about the upcoming weather. The first real heat wave of the year will occur this weekend and it will be classic in every way with a slow rise in temperature followed by a rapid cooling and it is all caused by a high pressure ridge an area of high pressure over our region that produces easterly offshore directed winds. Now today Friday will be glorious. It's sunny with high temperatures rising into the mid 70s in western Washington, and the mid 80s in the Willamette Valley. Now the high pressure near the surface will build over the northwest interior over the weekend, and this is going to result in offshore-directed easterly flow flow from the east. Now this kind of flow cuts off the cooling influence of the Pacific Ocean, and allows temperatures to rise. Into the mid 80s over western Washington on on Saturday, while at the same time, low to mid 90s will be experienced in the Willamette Valley. Now, low pressure is caused by this warm, dense air uh, west of the Cascade Crest, and this produces something called the thermal trough. That's the term we give for this low pressure that builds out of California into western Oregon and then western Washington. So we have high pressure in the interior, low pressure along the coast, and easterly offshore flow. And this flow not only gets rid of the Pacific influence, but as the air sinks on the western side of the Cascades, it gets warm by compression. Now, this situation will continue into Sunday. The warming will intensify. And I expect that Sunday will be the warmest day for many west of the Cascade crest. Uh, with Puget Sound temperatures pushing near 90, mid-90s in the Willamette Valley. Now, this warmth is not going to last forever because the high pressure to our east will start to move eastward, and that's going to weaken the offshore flow. And a trough of low pressure off the Pacific will move towards our region on Monday. And so what will that do? Well, stage one will be along the coast. On Monday morning, cool air will push in along the coast. Temperatures will plummet by 10 to 20 degrees along the coast. But that cooling will take a while to get into the interior. So the interior of western Washington and western Oregon will experience their last warm day on Monday. And let me be honest, it could even be a few degrees warmer than Sunday. But Monday evening, eventually the cool air will surge in west of the Cascade Crest. Cool marine air. Uh, And this is associated with a phenomena we call the onshore or marine push. So expect a substantial cooling. Monday night, early Tuesday morning. Now as a result of all this, Tuesday will be radically cooler west of the Cascade Crest with the marine air even bringing in low clouds, perhaps even a little drizzle, highs on Tuesday will only get around 70 degrees, so a big knockdown. Now what about eastern Washington? Well, as you can expect, they are more isolated from the marine influence, and in the Columbia Basin temperatures will rise into the mid-90s on Saturday and Sunday, and then surge upward to around 105 degrees, maybe even 106, 107 on Monday. So quite warm in the Columbia Basin. But some of that cool air will get across the Cascades, and so temperatures will drop only into the mid-90s on Tuesday. What about the far-extended forecast? Well, I've looked at the latest models, and the extended forecast is extremely benign with little precipitation, no heat waves, and for the next week after our heat wave, highs in the west will only rise into the lower 70s at best in western Washington, so nothing much. Really perfect weather will be following for at least a week, you know, st- uh, starting you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. Thanks for listening. weather doesn't end with the forecast now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week this podcast will tell you about the secrets the inner workings of northwest waves. now heat waves west of the cascade crest are generally very similar in how they evolve and how they terminate and this podcast will describe the fundamentals of heat waves. You will be heat wave aware by the time you finish listening to it. The most fundamental requirement for a heat wave along the Northwest coast, in Western Oregon and Washington, west of the Cascade Crest, is to remove the cool marine influence. Year-round, the coastal Pacific off our shores is around 50 degrees Fahrenheit, and during most of the year, air is moving off the Pacific Ocean into our region. You simply can't get very warm if the marine influence is in place and moving into western Oregon and Washington. Thus, virtually all heat waves west of the Cascade Crest are associated with a general reversal of the low-level winds from westerly winds from the west to easterly from the east because if there's easterly winds warm continental air can flood across oregon and washington and cut off the marine influence now easterly winds winds from the east also produce warming in western oregon and washington in another way as the air sinks down the western slopes of the Cascades or the Olympics. And as it does so, the air is compressed, since air is going from lower pressure aloft to higher pressure near the surface. So air is compressed, and such compression causes warming, just as your bicycle pump warms as you pressurize your tires. Now, the weather configuration that produces such easterly flow is generally always very similar. Uh, What happens is uh, high pressure builds in over the interior of the the Northwest. We're talking about eastern Washington, Idaho, etc. with lower pressure along the coast. Now, around the mountains, air tends to move from high to low pressure. So if we have high pressure inland, lower pressure near the coast, the air tends to go from high to low pressure or easterly flow. Um, when we have high pressure at low levels to the east of western Washington, Oregon, generally because of how things tilt with height, an upper-level ridge or upper-level high is along the west coast. So this is the classic pattern. Low-level high pressure inland, offshore flow produces warming. Now, as the warming occurs, as air descends the cascades or coastal mountain uh, mountains, this warming causes the air to become less dense because warm air is less dense than cold air. If the air is less dense, it weighs less. And thus that sinking air becoming warmer and less dense tends to cause the pressure to decline. So such low pressure is known as a trough in meteorological parlance And these troughs develop during Northwest heat waves and they're known as thermal troughs. They're low pressure associated with warm air. Now, since warm temperatures and low pressure often reside in central California during the summer, as the Northwest warms, an area of low pressure, the thermal trough, tends to move up the coastal zone, first through western Oregon, then into western Washington. Now this low pressure over the coastal parts of our region tends to strengthen the difference in pressure between the high inland and that trough, and that tends to cause stronger easterly flow, and that tends to make the heat wave even stronger. So it's like a feedback loop. But the trouble is, or not the trouble, the point is this thermal trough is a two-edged sword. It can strengthen the heat wave, but it also can lead to its demise. Now, pressure is generally higher offshore, and that air, that cool, dense air, it would love to accelerate into that thermal trough in western Washington, Oregon, and destroy the, destroy the heat wave. The only thing that stops that from happening is that the pressure is even higher in land. So as long as the pressure is higher in land than offshore, we have the easterly flow, and we have the warmth. But eventually, the higher pressure inland weakens or move eastward. This is normal. Weather systems tend to progressively move west to east in the mid-latitudes. And as the high pressure inland weakens, the offshore flow weakens as well, and eventually, that cool, dense air offshore surges into western Washington and Oregon, and we have what's known as a marine or onshore push, and associated with that is rapid cooling. Um, thus, we, the typical temperature evolution during a heat wave is such that we get a slow warming under the offshore flow with a high pressure inland, followed by a rapid cooling as the marine air pushes inland. And that's going to happen later on Monday. Uh, because of the cold ocean nearby, northwest heat waves are generally limited in time. They only can occur as long as that high pressure is in place, with the warmest periods lasting only a few days. In contrast, the heat waves in the eastern portion of the United States can last much longer because they don't have that cold air, that cold water laying close by. Well, I hope you enjoy learning about heat waves. You can experience one this weekend. But it won't last that long. As I said in the forecasting portion, by late Monday and certainly into Tuesday, the heat wave is going to be over. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.